All right, it's lulls, and it's time to move on. It's time to heal. We're going to talk about the PGA Live merger, what's going on over there. We got some updates on uh, some crazy stuff going on in the world of League of Legends as well. Got to get to our roots there. Also, uh, Sims. Sims are back in the conversation in the DFS streets with Stochastic rolling out an interesting product. All of that today on Lulz. I, does he think... I it's think he thinks go. this. He thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no. Let the DFS gods pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. All right, Brian. Later, later time than usual. Thank you for accommodating me today. And um, if you're here to listen to us do a force show about Run Pure Sports and Ship It Nation, I think you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> it, it had to end eventually, Pete. I think we can we don't stay on a topic much longer than uh, like half a month or or so. Yeah, I know. And you know, someone who was um, I don't know more pragmatic and uh, better at content would be like, "No, baby, the views are good. Let's let's lean into it." There was another guy who just left Run Pure Sports to uh, start doing best ball content at Ship and Nation. Let's cover it. No, Brian, we we absolutely have to move on. It is fun getting ten thousand views, though. I gotta admit, it is fun, it, it, but it's also just kind of like demoralizing to go look at the most viewed videos on your channel. And it's like you put all your your blood, your heart, your uh, your sweat and tears into best ball and DFS content, and it's talking about uh, run pure sports and ship it nation that gets all the views on your channel. You know, funny. It's funny you thought you thought underdog drafts was the cheat code to a quick three thousand views, no matter what. Now, now you know better. If you could just do like an underdog draft while talking about <laughs> controversy, you know, and then put naked yoga in the title, you're going to be getting like twenty, thirty thousand every every episode i know uh last night on ship chasing i was so drained yesterday i'd done like four streams five drafts and as you know in Streamyard, when the show is over i hit in broadcast and i always tell my co-hosts hey we're clear uh show's over i was so out of it last night on ship chasing i forgot to hit in broadcast and so we were talking for about 90 seconds, I believe, after the show, until I noticed the chat still just like talking a ton. I uh, had forgot to just shut down the stream. Uh, I didn't say anything salacious, though, so I think people were hoping for a more juicy uh, breadcrumb there, but it was uh, pretty above board. That's hilarious. Um, luckily, you probably didn't say anything too, too uh, dangerous, Pete. Um, I didn't. I, I don't think I did. Someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, I, I think, you know, I... There maybe there's versions of that where like the show ends and I'm like that fucking guy in the chat was just driving me crazy. I'd like to hang him out to dry. Uh, but no, it was very just you know. You ever see that Artie Lang bit where he does when he first time he met Bob Uecker? No, what and is he was it? Like in the like? booth at the Brewers game and Bob Uecker would I can't remember how he phrased it, but he would use the mute button like he would play it like a violin or something like in his. Yeah. So you know, about the second two outs, and then you go look, check out the tits in row seven, and then go right back. <laughs> That does sound like. Um, a- yeah, if anyone's wondering um, why there's no sheets on my bed here, too, uh, I had uh, RBX 88 over last night <laughs> and things got pretty fucking crazy. No, um, I have clean people here. There's nothing I could do, Pete. So I might be muting in and out. Yeah. Um, hey, I know we both had to rearrange our schedule today. Probably going to be a little bit of a shorter show, uh, but I think a classic uh, Lowell's grab bag episode. Did want to take a talk about this live and PGA merger that went down. I know you are much more in the golf streets as far as like really enjoying watching golf, playing DFS, um, betting on golf. What was your initial snap take when you heard this news? I thought it was the uh, both the 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 funniest outcome and the the most entertaining, uh, like like the best outcome for for gambling and just PGA watching PGA. Gambling's my main concern, so um, I think it's better for gambling. But I think having more outs, like more tournaments and stuff like that. But the live ones were really dropping, and who knows? But I have a feeling the PGA might have been putting the screws to DraftKings, like, hey, let's not do the hundred K. You know, 
something like that. Who knows what was going on behind the scenes, but um, it's just like in this, in this timeline we live in Pete, it, it was just like the perfect, Oh yeah, of course. Now these guys, these poor guys who got screwed and talk so much shit. Now, how are they going to deal with this? And um, and we don't know all the details even still. I haven't looked today because I've been busy. So maybe some new stuff's come out. But for me, that was my initial reaction. What, what, what are you thinking? So, yeah. So w- the dynamic you're describing, right, is that a bunch of these guys got offered hundreds of million to go to live. Some of them took it. Some of them said, hey, I'm not taking that dirty Saudi money. I would never do anything with them, even if it means I make less money. I have morals. I have principles. And then their own association um, without their consent or whatever, just said, no, actually, we're going to take this live in Saudi money as well. And now you're stuck being compromised while also making mess- less money than your counterparts who took the bag earlier. Is that like a safe summary of how it went down? But pretty much. That's what everyone's thinking. I do think the final result might look a little different. Like, um, like I was thinking they could do like a little rev share for the guys who stayed something you know i don't know how they're gonna pull it off but something different i don't know yeah and then what like the other thing that was interesting and i didn't uh fully understand the mechanics of this but it's not actually live it's another organization is it pif or whatever that owns live but is actually a separate entity did you track on that yeah i think that's like the the like saudi like fund like yeah the one, one trillion or whatever dollar fund that they used to buy all the teams. Yeah. Did you, do you believe, like, I, I feel like I've seen some of these clips. It's probably like a Rogan clip where, you know, he's doing like his really intense like thing. And he's like, I've heard that some of these Saudi guys, they're not even just billionaires. They're trillionaires. Do you buy, do you buy that? There's some of these Saudi guys who don't have to like document any of their wealth could just be like on that level of, of wealth. I Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, 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 I'd buy it. It really does seem like they have so, like, you know, what, what's the phrase? Fuck you money. And then there's whatever the Saudis have where yeah. this is just like, this is like the biggest deal in American sports right now or with golf into them. It's just like a line item on, on all of their business dealings. Yeah, it's it's strange how we got here where they're buying our shit. Yeah. And so what what were like I'm not uh you know a, a card carrying member of golf Twitter. What were like on your timeline where the reactions polarized, were they split, or was everyone kind of in unison of not liking this? Uh yeah, it seemed like the initial reaction was the majority of people said, like, oh, how could they do this to to the players that stayed? And then you know, the the people who hate Saudi, like the Saudi involvement in, in a whole bunch of things were, were still like, you know, bummed out that they would join forces with like, cause they, they, they <laughs> one of the funnier elements of this is too, is I, and I think I have these facts, right. But maybe not uh, entertainment purposes only don't sue us PGA tour. They, I think they were paying the nine um, 11 like victims, families, um to protest live events because they were really? owned by the saudis i can't, i might have that wrong i know they were paying someone to protest live events yeah and it's just it's just hilarious that a few short weeks and months later they would merge with them after doing something slimy like that yeah it does like the people that i mean i definitely feel sorry for like some of the the golfers who didn't have any heads up on this and it it does have to be like a pretty big gut punch too of just like you know you think you're signed up for this thing and then you realize ultimately you have no control you're playing within this association you have to play by their rules what they want to do it does seem like a shitty spot for some of those guys oh yeah they're talking you're talking 200 300 500 million. I bet Rory was up in the 500 range tiger. Um, and, but even like the, the, the four to $10 million range guys mm-hmm. who didn't, who didn't take, take the bag. Like I think Hudson Swaffer got like 10 million and you've probably, have you even heard of him? No. Yeah. So like, like that's a lot of money for a guy who's he might not have his card every year. He, and that would, that would probably take him what, like a lifetime to make that money. Like if he, otherwise he's got a bank he's if he banks he like a bank. big one yeah like yeah. he can make that but 
that's that. Yeah, that's that's a good amount of money for for the guys who are in the whatever I don't know, hundred twenty five range. Yeah. Do you think like, and I haven't read enough, and I know there's we don't know a ton yet, but is the fundamental structure of how like the PGA circuit and the tournaments and the majors work, is that stuff going to change? Or is Saudi just saying like, Hey, we own this now we're going to back this, but just keep doing what you're doing. I don't think they they're going to own it either. I, I, I don't know what the final arrangement is going to be. I mean, I imagine when you have like $1.5 trillion, you get to do whatever the hell you want, but the, uh, the majors, you know, they're owned by like different or like the masters is owned by something. The U S opens owned by, something else so like each major is kind of owned by a different organization pga championships owned by the pga i believe and um so those were kind of had going to happen in conjunction anyways with whoever owns yeah. them this this the whole thing about like i that i never got was the people who hated the separation uh the or the the live operation in general like leaving the saudi stuff aside is like why do you have any loyalty to the pga like i could kind of understand the NFL or whatever, because like that stadium is right next to you. You know, there's, it's a physical thing. Like these guys play in different, um, different courses every all the time, even at the same event. And they're owned by individuals, the courses, and it's not in your town or it's not even in your state the same amount of time. Like it, the PGA was, is just like, they just facilitated these players like getting events and stuff. Like, yeah, if there's one sport that didn't need, that centralization it's the pga like they the players have plenty of money they could hire people to schedule like schedule like hook you know do uh whatever um cog hill here in illinois they used to host events it's like who yeah. cares right like uh, whatever we'll play there we don't need the pga and it was a non-profit too now it's going to be an llc people are complaining about that but i i do not give a shit about that i think they should be for profit and try to make the best product they can do. Yeah. So, um, and also like nonprofit, they had like billions in reserves or something like that. Millions in reserves. It's like, you can do that as a nonprofit. That's interesting. Like what kind of non, and I hated all their, like their, their, um, uh, whatever, what were they like that Chris Connolly guy from used to be on MTV and then he moved to yeah. ESPN and those stories, yeah. Oh, God. little Johnny was a Rory McIlroy fan until you know, <laughs> he got in an accident. It's like, oh my God, I'm just trying to watch a little fucking golf on Sunday. I don't need to hear this. Like I, uh, so like in their donations to the PGA, uh, to the nine 11 fund, like all this stuff, just all phony bullshit. Anyways, yeah. complete fraud, right? They're all just about the money. It's interesting to see what it's going to happen to the CEO. Like he, yeah. like either way, he's probably securing a bag. Like they all he had care. to be right. Like, how else are you doing this unless he's just getting? Oh, yeah, he's absolute payday. What a what a great little play by that 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 weasel to like secure a bag in this merger, and then they're like, oh, we're gonna vote you out. He's like, oh man, and I wrote in the clause if I get wrote you know voted out, I get you know eighty million dollars. Uh, okay, I guess I'll leave and not have to work and take the eight million eighty million. Yeah. How crazy, how crazy, I, I, did you see the headline that Greg Norman, you know, the CEO of Live Golf, didn't know about this deal uh, in advance? I did. I, it sounded like, crazy. Not, like no one did. Yeah. Yeah, because they had to have, they kept it under wraps pretty well. And just seeing some of the stuff of like that, that those people, a CEO of Live wasn't, didn't catch wind of it. I mean, these had to have been super high level conversations. Um, I wonder if it was like the, like the Saudi prince's like right hand man and this Monahan guy, and that's it. Yeah, it's crazy. Come on, it, I, it, it, oh, I was just gonna say it. See, or go go ahead before I. Before I, I mean, I like, I'm just thinking like to make it deal this fast with no one knowing and nothing leaking. It had to be like the head of that with this guy directly, and they're just like, and we'll give you eighty million, and he's like, I will sign this deal. Yeah. Yeah, and let's uh, let's get it done as quickly as possible. Where do I sign? Uh, here's my uh, wire bank info, and uh, let's get on with this. Uh, I was gonna say it seems like people are kind of torn. Like 
some people really enjoyed the live broadcast model. I was saying we should be able to see every shot. Shotgun starts have been cool, but 100% needed. But then it seems like there's some other stuff with live golf, the way they're trying to like force this team element that no one seems to care about. It seems like there's some inventive things they're doing and some things that are just like not working. Yeah, but is that a is that going to encourage it or discourage it? Because we have the antitrust uh, topic now that people are talking about, like whether this merger will go through at all anyways. Yeah. And I can't see how it won't go through, but leaving that aside for a second, like there's less competition now. So why would they have to improve their, their, you know, viewing product? Like right. they might do it just because the live guys are motivated, I guess, employees or something like that. Or maybe the Saudi prince really wants to see Hudson, every shot of Hudson Swafford for some reason. Maybe he's he got a little skin in the game like we do, but uh, this, I think, uh, decreases the incentive for innovation where with they had a full competitor, it would increase it. And um, I don't think the antitrust is going to be a problem. I could be wrong. But like when I was working in Springfield, like nothing got these politicians more wet than bringing in a, uh, a, a, a like athlete or someone from a sports team or something like that. Like they fucking eat that shit up. So like golf, they probably are like, doesn't matter what they they they're not going to do anything that these guys don't want for the most part. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen. And also, like I can't. I mean, like PGA was a monopoly. It was just itself for how long? And then this live comes around six months ago, and they're going to be like, no, no, now it's an anti-competition, right? Where like, what? Well, then what about six months ago? Why didn't you break us up twenty years ago? You know, it doesn't yeah. make. I don't think it makes any sense. But who knows? You know, I could be wrong, but that's my guess. And do you think, is there any kind of trickle down effects to gambling DFS for golf? Or do you think it'll be business as usual, depending on how this shakes out? I would say it's, it's business as usual. One positive thing could be like, if they keep them separate somehow and there'll be like a live events. Cause they did sign the, who knows how this is going to work out. Cause they did sign those big contracts where they only play like 14 events. Yeah. So like if they have to keep those 14 events and the PGA still has their events, then maybe those will be billed big enough to get hundred K's as well. And we'll have more, we'll have more action when we could get down instead of just like a full merger. Yeah. Have, has there ever been any reporting on like the Saudis actual interest in golf or would live like, I, I assume they're savvy businessmen. Do they, they have to think that there's lots of money to be made here, although how much they're spending on it and what they're getting in return, it seems like it's losing money for them. Is this literally, we are so unfathomably rich, we can just dick around because we find golf to be like a fun little side hobby? Is that like what it is? It seems like it. I, I mean, yeah. what I, I doubt they're like, oh, now we have $1.542 trillion. Right, exactly. <laughs> Right. That's because I'm just trying to think like all of this stuff. And it's just like in the same way, if I if I had a trillion dollars, I'd be like, Brian, why don't you and I buy the Chicago Bulls and just run the Chicago Bulls how we see fit? That just seems like it'd be a fun thing to do on the sure. side. Like, yeah. right? Like, and it would be like the ninth most important thing that we did each day that yeah. we just have a trillion dollars. So. I mean, you joke about the Bulls, but it would be the Bulls, the Bears, whoever, if they were into American football. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Do you think? do you think this could start happening? Like, because they other sports, right? Like if they got really into, what if they got really into MLS soccer or something, they just buy every, I mean, it, where does it stop if they want to start buying these things? Like what NBA owners are going to turn down a huge yeah. valuation for a shitty franchise? Yeah. Yeah. Like so the Timberwolves owner, I can't, I can't think of it, but like, he's yeah. not going to sell the Timberwolves for 500 billion or something like, yeah, of course he will. And what is I think they're in MMA. I think they're I think they're in MMA. I could be wrong about this, but I think they're in MMA like Formula One or something like that. Definitely soccer. Yeah, definitely Formula One. And now they own the PGA or at least part owners or whatever. Uh Twitter. You know Twitter too, right? They they own like 20% of Twitter. Do you know what we need? I think what would really spice this up is if like one of these Saudis like had a son who was kind of like Kim Jong-un-esque, you know, where he like fashions himself as like this hipster and he's just like a, you know, just a complete idiot. But they're like, yeah, we just bought the Bulls and he's going to be the GM. 
you know, something like that, like something that would just lead to mass chaos where there's a Saudi guy that knows nothing about basketball, like getting on the phone with Daryl Morey to try to do trades just because his dad gave him this franchise. That seems like max chaos right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kim, Kim Jong-un uh, is uh, uh murderous tyrant, but, but you know, I mean, Hey, I mean, pretty problematic themselves, Brian. That's true. But like, um, that would be, uh pretty hilarious if they if if like their 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 cousin is like just running the bulls next year you know well i, I the reason i thought of kim jong-un is because of his fascination with like 90s bulls players and liking dennis rodman and stuff of like True. what if there is this what's that he's like hey dad i know you guys all like this golf and f1 shit but like i actually really like the timberwolves can we <laughs> buy that <laughs> i think i mean could he do much worse i mean and yeah. also, like, I mean, most of these teams are just bought by people who got like, like, um, internet rich, right? Yeah, they buy from the old, old, old money with the new money. Yeah. So they, those guys don't fuck. You think Steve Ballmer knows what he's doing, right? Oh, or the, who's the yeah. guy who owns the Kings? Uh, right. I can't remember his name. Just on and on, and occasionally you get like, um, oh god, the 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 Golden State Warriors owner. Um, yeah. Why is his name's blanking out? I know me, who but you're talking. A lot of that stuff's just luck, anyways. Like yeah. that, you hire the right guy who gets lucky with the Timberwolves drafting ahead of you, and you get Steph Curry at seven instead of when he should have went at five. And yeah, and then you got a decade chance. Yeah, the Warriors owners tech money too, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Lacombe. Lacombe. Yeah. Yep. Um. Well, interesting stuff. I'll be curious to see how that shakes out. Uh, but yeah, a lot of uh, outrage uh, after that. And I, I did I did appreciate four people like you. I'm sure you were having a blast scrolling through uh, Twitter replies. Oh, happened. I was laughing, laughing. Did you see anime? I, I, I did an anagram names of Liv and PGA for rebranding purposes. Uh, I missed you know, it. Liv puns. Um. I wanted to tag Davis, but now Davis yeah. is all like, no, it's not that bad, bro. David. Yeah. I mean, here, let me pull up your, uh, okay. I missed this the first time it went around. PJ live anagram. Oliva. Did you type these in to, uh, to a thing oh, to, or did you come up with these on your own? No, no, that's right. Right off the top of, uh, uh, anagram. Live a PG lip vag definitely has yeah. average lip. Um, I do not have an average lip. I'm a below average lip. Uh, <laughs> but your bottom lip is above average, Pete. So. <laughs> Gav lip um, and gal VIP. I'd yeah. say lip vag or gal VIP. Or, yeah, or leave a pig. Le leave a pig is good. Yeah, I like that. Average um, lip. There you go. Uh, all right, I wanted to talk about uh, hot news in the uh, the DFS streets uh stochastic rolling out stochastic sims i assume you um are aware of this i assume you have some thoughts on this what uh what did you think about this product i was aware of it a month ago or so when they were developing it and then i talked to steve buzzard so he was one of the guys who were putting it together i'm assuming steve directed the entire process of this because um he knows how to do this this stuff and me and him worked on something really similar together ourselves mm -hmm. uh before he started working there uh and we were talking about like how much it should cost and all that type of stuff and so yeah i was aware of it but he didn't want me to talk about it so i haven't mentioned it and I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one thing that's very different about these relative to, say, Run the Sims, which are like game level and play-by-play -play level Sims, these are actually contest-level Sims that are essentially uh, trying to account for what the field is going to be doing as well in a specific contest? Kind of. It's not that in-depth because you have to provide the field. Okay. Which is a large portion of all this. Right. Guessing what the field's going to be is extremely difficult. So you provide the field, then it runs a, a simulation, but that will have all the correlations, you know, of if a hitter, if a pitcher does well, the hitter's 
will do poorly. That's that type of thing. Yeah. Um, if you're, you know, wide receiver, I'm assuming, they haven't done NFL yet, but if they do it, I'm assuming they will do it with, you know, the, the proper uh, correlations in there. Mm-hmm. And then it spits out an ROI, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, which is like uh, based on the amount of the field size that you upload, which is like, it looks like between 250 and uh, 2000, 2000 is their max currently. I talked to Steve before we went live here, and there doesn't sound like they're going to go any higher anytime soon, mm-hmm. over two thousand. And they do forty thousand sims, stat sims, the ROI sim part, to to pump out this last little bit, which is the the lineups you need. So what's what's your take on this? Because to me, when I see this stuff, I'm like the average DFS user uh, probably isn't going to be interested in this, or if even if they are interested in this probably don't know how to actually leverage it correctly. This to me falls into the bucket of the guys you get worried about the budding DFS monsters who then start to get their hands on a tool and are smart enough to know how to leverage it. Yeah. That's, I think it's, it's for those kind of like one percenter guys or top two percenter guys who are, you know, it would like even benefit like you to cow. I imagine somebody like him who like kind of does his own projections and does his own thing. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he could add this to it since he doesn't know how to do coding or any of that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, that type of player who's like banked has enough money to afford it because it's 180 a month. We were talking, me and him were talking like we were thinking like 300, I think. So right. they went a little on the low side. But that 180 is a little deceptive because um, you have to pay for their projections too. Right. Right. So whatever their regular subscription is, and then you need a way to upload lineups. Now, you don't have to build your own. I mean, you don't have to pay for Fantasy Cruncher. You could build your own. But I think most of these guys who are going to sign up for this probably aren't that advanced anyways. So you also probably need an FC or whatever, Roto Grind or something to make your fake field. It's, um, I feel like pricing a tool like this is incredibly hard because you would ideally like to make a guy like Utical pay a couple thousand dollars a month for this, <laughs> you know, with the volume he's playing and the scale, he's going to be leveraging it. But then you're going to price out anyone say like me who might be like, oh, this would be a fun thing to test drive and play around with. Like if it's priced at fifteen hundred a month, like I'm just gonna say, GG, have fun. But at one eighty, I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I'll give that a try for football season. Like, yeah, my volume might be just enough to justify messing around with this. And that's one eighty for a month. If right, right, so it's not so yeah. you could just do it for a month and then you don't bang, guys, give up. So I don't know. I, I think. I thought a little more was the right call, but whatever, not my company. They, they've always been really affordable anyways. I think that's one of Tom's yeah. kind of core philosophies. And but, that, but that's why I just think like, I wonder to me, and again, I don't, I don't price this stuff. I don't know, but my gut would have been to go much higher with this, knowing that you are trying to get the one percenters. You're trying to get people like, even if you can afford to pay 180 a month, you're playing a lot of volume uh, in DFS, you know, I would assume to be able to justify that. I wonder if that audience you're going for is the high volume. I wonder if you could have gone higher. Probably, but I then I think they like, don't care. Mm-hmm. And they can always so change you, it too. Would you say this is the most sophisticated publicly available DFS tool to come out to date? No, this is a piece of shit. Don't buy it. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I think pretty obviously. You kind of you have to be an advanced player to use it, though. Yeah. And so, for you, like, because I know we've talked about this over the over the years of like watching the edges diminish. Do you feel like this cl- closes the gap from some other players who didn't have the tools uh, that you have? Does this get them closer to what your process is? Yeah. I mean, I built this basically <laughs> with Steve. Mm-hmm. And yeah. using it. But yeah, so uh, it's still, they're still a long ways away, in my opinion, from, yeah, from what I do. But uh, 
that's just a lot of work for maybe not that much difference in hedge. Right. Right. It sounds like you're conflicted about this. Not really. I, I mean, I think yeah. I wish it would go away and I wish all this stuff would go away. <laughs> it's a pretty yeah. easy decision for me. And yeah. uh, I could do it all for myself, but um, yeah. What do you do? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's interesting too to just see the um the leveling up and you know it was last year too with like run the sims and stuff and that you know sims became a buzzword and now to see you know that there is still a bit of an arms race too it it is really interesting to juxtapose it too we just did three weeks of shows about content sites like run pure sports and ship it nation that at the end of the day are um almost 100 percent exclusively providing content um shows um articles picks the best plays and that still a large portion of the DFS ecosystem. That's what they want. They want the pods. They want the quick articles, the bullet points, and that there are still sites that are saying it is worth it for us to develop, to maintain this and also share what I assume is an internal edge for the stochastic team themselves. You know, with that, I just think it's an interesting decision from like a business standpoint of, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, can they make enough money on this to even justify, you know, giving up some of their own internal edge? I don't think they care about their own internal edge. Yeah. I don't think Tom does. Even though he plays and he uses this, mm -hmm. I think the business is more important. He wants to make like billions, mm -hmm. you know, not win a couple extra 50Ks in MLB right. this year. But then, um, I, then my follow-up question would be like, where where is the huge exit? Like, I, I, I guess I'm just wondering if the DFS market can support enough players who want to play at this advance of a level or have the the knowledge to leverage this tool in a way that would actually make them profitable. I, I'm not sure how many people are going to use it and use it properly. Um, I still would rather it not be here mm -hmm. than be here. So it's pretty tough to use to figure out yeah. how to use it. Uh, but but like you're not going to make, in, unless you're a complete idiot, you're still going to make better lineups, I think, mm -hmm. than, than before. So, you know, I mean, having like this cohort of guys get a little better is really bad. Uh, yeah. ROI-wise, I think it was inevitable. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They have a post-contest sim as well on this, which is really cool, where you could see what your ROI was expected to be. So you could kind of, like, yeah, so say you played and you lost. Like, when you do your spy reviews in NFL, yeah. well, you can actually go to this and look at it and go, well, actually, though, I was, you know, I had a 15% ROI expected. Wow. So that's what I need this year. So when everyone is just piling on me in the chat, telling me I'm such a donkey for my plays, I can point to this and say, nah, -ha, I got it in good. You assholes. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and it's good. Like if you're, if you're like a guy like me, who's constantly wanting to do a little bit new different things and, and, and change things around a little bit and then go like, okay, well, what did this look like? Cause yeah. I have something like that for myself, uh, that I built, but like it's a pain in the ass. I don't want to download all these CSVs and go and do it. I could go here and it takes like two seconds. Now that's not worth $180. Um, I told them they should do it for free. They should give that mainly because I want it for free for me. <laughs> <laughs> but secondarily, because I think it would like be a nice little way to promote it, um, promote the site uh, to see how like, Oh, how did I do? And like, I don't think, like the, a lot of guys are, they don't want to like look at how they're doing, you know, they don't want, they don't care. They just, you know, they's like, give me the lineups. And so like, they won't pay uh, big money for that, even though I think it's useful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they got, the post contest you know, is pretty cool on there. Yeah. And isn't that kind of when we had nerdy tenor on, he was talking about that a lot, right. Where he was looking at like specific ROI on each individual lineup and then also looking at them after contests as well. That sounds very similar to what you described. Sure. Exactly. I'm sure it's, it's very similar. Like um, the way I'm going to use it is when it says I'm good, I'm going to praise it. When it says I did bad, I'm going to say it sucks. <laughs> it's almost like a the, the next evolution of like lineup rewind, right? You're now getting even more yeah. information about 
about what happened. Yeah, it's like it's like lineup study, except except uh, except more information. Yeah. The, um, one one pitfall of it, and Steve knows all this stuff we talked about. It is you're going to be compared to the Osmo baseline for now, and so mm-hmm. whenever you're doing your own reviews, um, you look better with your own stuff. Yeah. So like it would be like, yeah, of course you cow sucks here because he's making his own projections or Travis would look worse because they're making their own adjustments with their and own. Anything assumptions. you're off of the Osimo, it's gonna say you have off you have deviated from the yeah. optimal, therefore that wasn't good or whatever. Right. But I mean, but that is also a little bit of an excuse because you can also like there's more to it than just your projection. Mm-hmm. Like how did you play the ownership and combinations that mattered and stuff like that. And, but like, yeah, if he's, if he's like got, you know, Carl Anthony towns for 50 points and Austin's got him at 42, they're going to be like, Oh, the Travis is a donkey. Right. Uh, but for, for the, the majority of people who aren't changing things anyways, then uh, it's a great, great little, little check. Yeah. What was uh I was gonna oh it, it does then seem like the interesting thing with this product is they have a real it's either like we put it out into the world and the smart people are gonna be able to figure it out, other people might really not know what they're doing, or they have to sink a ton of time into educational resources and really showing people how to use this to the max, right? Like, isn't that kind of if you say a lot of people might misuse it. That's an educational issue. I think I would play it pretty close to how they're playing it, which is not a lot of pub. Don't spend a ton of resources. Like you're, you're going to get the people who you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I don't think doing like a full bore marketing campaign on this is, is worth it. Honestly, like it's also good for their, their staff because they'll probably put in better lineups. They have more things they can do content on. Uh, it makes their, you know, their, their content guys look better. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. So like, there's a lot of bon- bonuses for them having this. And it's yeah. just like, I think it's fine having like the $3 pass for two days of just the projections, the, you know, hundred dollar thing for all the projections and then the 180 for this. And then, yeah. And then they also still have their little lineup builder. They so they have just like all these different little things that you can you can buy. I don't think they really need to go like, no, this is our thing and we're gonna push this. Right. Ideally, what you would would you would you want? And again, the the tech idea of making this work is like you'd almost charge like based on how many times you use it right? You know, the, the one size fits all, like say if I were to use this for football season, I'm just using it like once a week versus yeah. Utical who's going to use it on a million slates. It's like, he's getting so much more bang for his buck than I would be uh, just using it yeah. 17 weeks or whatever. You could, yeah, you could sell it like an API too. Mm-hmm. And then, and then sell it to CBS, you know, ABC, yeah. NBC, all the football uh whatever fantasy pros i don't know etc run pure yeah yeah like i think like i think the idea that like run pure wouldn't want to do this is also wrong like they would if they could like one i don't think they knew how um not i'm not making fun of them i think a lot of people don't know how and it costs a lot of money and you have to have like a lot of you have to have like a staff of coders and like an expert directing them and that's not cheap. So, like, I think RunPair would do this easily for their provider, for their for their members if they could. Well, how does the and again because I don't know exactly how does it spit out similar to like Run the Sims does? Where I know there are different types of simulations, but the Run the Sims spits out these lineups. These are the most frequented appearing lineups, and in a way, people do like that because it's like here's the answers to the test. Here's the best lineups based on these. Is that what this is going to spit out, or is it spitting out something different? It spits out an ROI. An ROI. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it assumes whatever you enter it is a size of contest you will be entering. Yeah. Makes a makeshift salary. Uh, I'm sorry, a payout structure, mm-hmm. and then gives an ROI 
based on that. So it's all kind of fictitious, but close enough. Yeah. To the contest size you're doing, except the large field ones, because they only go up to 2K. So you're going to be significantly yeah. under on that. Um, but yeah, it will spit out an ROI, and then you could select like top 50, top 150. I don't know. Like they have a bunch of different ones that you can quick select and just export, and it's just the lineups you would put right in your CSV. And is that ROI stuff? Because like one of the things with like the run the Sims, it would show you the most frequented lineup, but you still needed to either look at the product ownership or say like, hey, this is going to be a mega dupe lineup. There had to be some critical thinking beyond that. Does the ROI in this bake in like, hey, this is an under-owned lineup relative to how well it projects, therefore more ROI? Or is it just ROI points in a vacuum and then you have to go a level beyond that? Doing the, the meme. It's uh, your field. You How do you create your field? Okay. So it's all on how good you are at creating a field. All right. So it just knows what you put in, which is a flaw in, in Sims like this, uh, you know, in everyone's Sim who does a yeah. Sim like this. Because it assumes – it's kind of like an optimizer, the flaw in an optimizer, where it assumes your projections are gospel. Yep. And so it goes, no, like you play Le'Veon Bell because you projected him for 12.21174 points. And that's 0.0001 points better than the next one. Where in reality, like it's all these distributions and interactions and you're kind of playing against competition and what are they going to select? And it changes all these things. So when you put in your field and it's not close to reality, it's going to crap, you know, garbage in, garbage out. Right. That's really interesting. So the the best players or the people who are going to harness this tool the best are going to be the ones who figure out the best way to simulate what the rest of the field is going to is going to be doing. And that's how you get the most out of this tool if you can accurately project that. Right now. Yes. Yeah. But I imagine they're going to upgrade it. Yeah. Maybe they'll give you a field in the future. Uh It's it's very interesting. I, I'll be excited to see, you know, I don't play MLB. Uh, I'll be excited to see what the NFL one looks like and uh, definitely would want to play around with it and uh, and see how it works. I do just like you said that the, the post contest review, I think is a really fun thing to have some kind of tangible ways to review how you were playing. Yeah. And that'd be good for content too. For sure. 100%. And then you could go like, Oh, look at brick 75. He's a donkey minus 70% ROI, you know, make fun of people and, yeah, this guy's playing Mitch Trubisky still out here. What's going on? Yeah, this is his year. <laughs> um, what else did we have on the docket here, Brian? Uh, you sent me some links to Lulz. Yeah, someone sent me sent me some links right before uh, we went live that looked pretty interesting. I have no idea. I haven't been paying attention, but they seem like Lulz material. Okay, let me put let me get one of these up here. Um, this yeah, so, one. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. Rumor EDG leave is suspected to engage in prostitution activities last year. See thread for more detailed explanation and how the fans put it all together. This is this combined picture has three parts leave talking to a prostitute under the username. So this is like, I'm just really quickly trying to surmise. This is like the team or whatever providing their gamers with prostitutes. Oh, see, I thought it was him prostituting himself, but maybe <laughs> this just this might be this might be even too much for me to try to process right now. Oh my goodness. I mean, the League of Legends scandals, they they're like better than poker. They every time, yeah, we think like the poker drama is good. It's like, no, League of Legends says, hold my beer. Uh <laughs> what's what's this one here? Double dub double lift faces heavy scrutiny from lol community after potentially undermining ongoing lcs walkout so this dovetails to what we were talking about last week yeah with with them in the scabs and stuff. so the story that was told to us last week was that they are striking but not for themselves for the little guy out there for the gamers who right. are pros yes and now this story goes that this prominent LCS player professional is like, no, we're just using it for leverage. <laughs> right. So, so the big guys can, Shocking. Uh, can make more money. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, exactly. And who uh, knows? Maybe this isn't true, but like, come on. 
Chris letting me know that the GOAT, Yuzi, is coming back to play. He's the best ADC of all time. Hearing these words, you know how, like, Brian, you hear certain songs, like you hear Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it just takes you back to the late 90s? Yes. I hear, like, GOAT, Yuzi, Uzi, and it just takes me right back to uh, right. the tip of the pandemic there. You're going to put your mask there. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw some funny bits that uh, people were walking around in, in New York with masks, but some of the bros were having to let people know it was for the air quality, not for COVID reasons. They didn't want people thinking they were wearing a mask That's pretty funny. to protect from COVID. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's because of that. It's because of that. Sorry. No, no. Not because of COVID. It, it didn't get, obviously, near as bad as it was in New York. But, yeah, I, w I was outside, I think it was two days ago, and it was – I, this was before I knew what was happening. And I was like, what the, what the hell? I hadn't seen the, um, the visibility and the air quality conditions, um, this bad in a long time. And then I saw what was going on in New York and it looked horrendous. I think, uh, maybe Canada should pay their DFS players. Maybe should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I heard they actually had to cancel the DFS world uh, competition because the Canadian DFS players were saying they couldn't perform in these conditions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Nor we got a uh, meteorologist here. The Nor'easter last week and saved Boston from that. Uh, okay. There we thank go. You, Run it. Appreciate it. You're here. IO says in Michigan, it smelled like burning outside all yesterday. Oh, that's, and that's just normal. <laughs> that's that's uh that's you call that a tuesday uh 10 minute do you guys really play lol i don't want to speak for brian i've never played a game of league of legends myself but i was um a top 50 ranked uh dfs player there for for a period of time that's right that was impressive Pete. <laughs> um we also know the legend uh travis petty who won the DFS yes. championship for 100K, never be that high ever again. And then parlayed that into a milli uh, in the uh, Tournament of Champions, the luck box factor off the charts. Yes. Um, but I've never I remember played. that because I fired a bullet in that one that Travis Petty took down because I was like, I want to be in there. I mean, like, how good of a bit would it be if I won the League of Legends live final? And then I look up and see Travis Petty won that. Yeah, no, it's that's hilarious. Um, but we watched it, man. It's cool. It's fun. I like it. I like the um, the Korean Japanese league or whatever. That that yeah, league, that one's really fun. Uh, I'd be down if the prize pools were were bigger, and then they yeah. changed the rules, put uh, the assistance of regional captain in there, some <laughs> other small adjustments that we've went back and when we were covering League of Legends, just suggested a bunch of them. They didn't do any of them. I guess maybe that's why I should have joined that players council after all. But you should have, Brian. You could have been the advocate for us uh, Lulz players. Uh, Brian, could you not talk about League of Legends every single <laughs> meeting? Question. Question. Can we do assistant to the regional council? Is this about the regional assistant? <laughs> no. um, it is funny to think back. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that one of the most viewed videos on my channel, my biggest accomplishment was covering the Run Pure Sports drama. And the greatest DFS accomplishment I'll have, despite sinking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours into NFL DFS, is being a top 50 League of Legends DFS player for a summer. <laughs> It's not over yet, Pete, but uh and then the field caught up. My my edge evaporated, Brian. That was pretty fast too. They were coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's almost like we shouldn't talk about these things to thousands of people every week. Otherwise yeah. they'll start, you know, making making them on their websites, uh <laughs> duping, uh talking about duping everywhere. I, I legitimately believe I.O. when he says the LCK LPL slates are still lit. You should start firing in there. It, it was legitimately fun, but it also did have that element, right? You know how everyone makes the jokes that like DFS and poker Twitter become experts on, you know, whatever's the hot thing, you know, whether it's, you know, macroeconomics, politics, weather patterns, whatever, like they'll just, everyone weighs in. There was that period of time where we were all playing League of Legends and you could hear like Empire Maker talking like very seriously about like LPL strategy, like <laughs> Peter Jennings was going on podcasts and talking about ADAs and stuff. Like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? That was great. That was great. I loved it. That and the, the MMA would have multiple slates during the week. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I mean, if it, it's uh, too bad they had to shut the world down, as yeah. they did. Uh, but those those two were were nice little benefits. It was yeah, and I I remember that too. It was like yeah, it was um 
UFC, I remember that it was like nothing was going on and Dana White like pushes through some card in Brazil and just being able like no sports, nothing Bales is done doing his pushup challenge and just having one single afternoon MMA slate just felt like God's gift. It was like just like the man who's been wandering around in the wilderness and there's just one full canteen of cold water and we just all juggled it right down. Those were the days. Um, Christopher Donaldson saying, did Empire Maker die? He just fell off the planet a while back. I did get a DM the other day saying someone was saying he was in his low stakes tennis DFS contest. That was the alpha on the street that he's still uh, hmm. running the lobby uh, on DFS tennis. Uh, yeah, I saw he was playing PGA a couple weeks ago. I'm not like keeping track. Still not on Twitter, I believe. Mm. He probably who knows when that'll happen to him. He's fine, I bet. Yeah, uh, I assume so. I mean, look, we all uh, could use a nice little mental health break from uh, social media every now and again. So uh, not me, Pete. <laughs> not, not a man Steel with trap. a with a Vegas Dave hat on hanging here. Look Steel at that trap here. Wow. Doesn't affect me at all. Still keeping the, the sticker on too, like all the cool kids do. Yeah, keep the sticker. I mean, if you buy a Vegas Dave hat, you don't take the sticker off, Pete. Come on. Can you uh it's been a while since I've gotten a new thumbnail image for you. Can you kind of tilt down and make like kind of like a silly face? There it is. I got it. There it is. Hang on. Actually, do one. Hang on one sec. I gotta save this one and then I gotta get one more. Yeah, do like a mouth uh, a gape one here. Uh, hey, I do it one more. There you go. That's the one. There it is. See, we got it. We always have to refresh the thumbnails around here. Last week or a couple weeks ago, we got my Run Pure Sport hat thumbnails. Now we got you and the Vegas Dave. We're good to go. I, uh, I, I have to do that because I mean, you see the views go up with the dumber the thumbnail. Yeah. And so, like, it's GTO. You have to do it. Exactly. Um, this is just such a boomer take from Christopher. I can't stand flat bill hats. Like, look, I like a good dad hat, but Brian curving that hat would look so bad. I mean, you, what do you want to look like a 1990s Atlanta Braves baseball player or something? If I was going outside, I'd wear a curved hat. Dude. I'm, this is a bit. <laughs> this is a bit. Oh, but now, now I'm really curious to see what Brian's in real life hats look like when he's not doing it. Well, you see them just like that, you know, gray hat. I try to wear non-labeled hats. Yeah. <laughs> Willie said, I thought the hat said Viola Davis. Assumed you were a big fan of the show, How to Get Away with Murder. Yes. Yeah, she's a, <laughs> she's a fantastic actress. Yeah. I I do. Uh, I don't pay Brian enough to wear a Lulz hat on every episode. He did get um, the bag from Vegas Dave to kind of promote him. Man, speaking of which, I, have you heard any stories, anything with Vegas Dave lately? I have not heard his name in a long time. I wouldn't because I'm blocked. Vegas Dave blocked me, Pete. Are you going to put yourself back on the screen or is it just going to be me? The whole oh, sorry. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot I wasn't on the screen. I got it. It was, it was like, was it, you know what? When you're in a Zoom call and you just see the other person, that's how I just uh, I was like, oh, all we need is Brian up here. I mean, um, I know we're trying to increase our female follower base, Pete, but that's just too yeah. obvious. So I, I can't even find him on Twitter right now, although I did just find this really funny thing. There's a guy on Twitter who has 25,000 followers. Granted, he's following more than that. Vegas Dave, sports handicapper, poker player. He basically looks like Vegas Dave, like once he fully let himself go or wasn't yeah. able to like hide up, you know, or hide behind the Prada bags. Yeah, like I his mean, uncle. Pretty, pretty unfortunate. And then apparently just like retweets uh, Fox News and stuff. Um, where are the winners from this Vegas Dave? He does what and he does that uh follow everyone, follow you back type yeah. of Twitter thing. I can't oh, stand that. Dude, I'm blocked too. What the oh f- shit, he got you. How did, how did he get me? This Process is- of association or let me, guilt by association, to, maybe. I need to go into let me let's see. There's no way the ship case ship chasing account is dude. I think he Oh, no, you're right. Well, that's protected, but he didn't block you. So how did we get blocked? I didn't even think I did anything. This is the random shit all over again. He must have He must have kept watching or whatever. You he think did. he watched one of our shows? Why would he block me? I guess I tweeted at him. <laughs> I guess I trolled him mercilessly for half Yeah, I mean, just like once a week. Not a big deal. 
Uh, that is incredible. I, this is, I think I'm doing life right. If the people I'm blocked by are Chris Randone and Vegas, Dave, I think I've, I've done something right. Well, I, I prefer not to be blocked personally, but in Vegas, Dave, I wasn't joking. You are the goat, my friend. Please unblock me. <laughs> and this takes me back to the investigation we did too, where we talked about how like the editor, like you got to get the eyes level to make these mashups work. Right. Uh, and he yes. did it around the mouth instead of around the eyes. I guess it's maybe a little tough, but I think you do just have to shrink the half goat head to get the proportions to work out. We have some of that in the intro too, where he would like post what he thought were goat videos. Yeah. Um, and it was a little horse. God, what a fucking idiot. Hey, hey, that's not how we get unblocked. Brian. Yeah, he's, well, he's never going to unblock us. He probably started, he probably watched some of those shows and then realized I was being ironic by always saying he was the goat on Twitter. And then Banhammer. That would be an awesome. Um, I would feel really good. Like for some reason, if you set the live odds or not live odds, the odds of Vegas Dave having watched a second of lulls, I would think it would have to be pretty big plus money. So if you're correct that he's watched any bit of our show, that would be such an honor. Yeah, it would truly be an honor. Um, but I'm still, I, I mean, I know the odds probably are plus whatever, but I would take them, I think. The the thing that's so bizarre about Vegas Dave too is it's like, you know, in our corner of the woods and let's just say DFS, like gambling, like pretty much anyone remotely in that circle were like one to two degrees of separation away from, like you could get someone, like you could get their email, you could at least get a DM or like get some kind of dialogue going if you really needed to. I like Vegas Dave lives on such a metaphorical island. Yeah. Like I, I don't even know. Like if we if we made it our life's mission to get Vegas Dave on the podcast, like I don't even know how that would ever happen. Yeah. Like uh, what about that that guy you make fun of all the time too, the counselor? Uh, I mm -hmm. feel like they're kind of in the same category. V Vegas is way worse because he really. But, tries the, but my point is, I got the counselor on my show. I did a well, show did? with the counselor. Yeah, That's way back it. when on my YouTube. That's what I'm saying is I was able to to get it done, but I'd have no idea how to go about doing that with Vegas Dave. I mean, I bet we could get the request in. He would just never do it. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, I can't believe you aren't aware of this one um, on my channel here. I'll just do the screen share. I want to see what year this was. Three years ago, November 11th, 2019, uh, Fantasy Football Counselor interview. Um, yeah, I interviewed. They say don't meet your heroes. They're wrong. Uh, I interviewed. This was... Uh... But you've you've since made fun of them consistently. I mean, I for don't, four yeah. years it looks like allegedly, allegedly. Uh, people people forget I had uh, this guy. I mean, there's I have a lot of I have a long history with the fantasy football counselor. Um, one time he called me up, Brian, because he was playing in the Scott Fishbowl, you know, the big fantasy industry tournament that's run on a platform called my fantasy league. And it's incredibly archaic and the user interface is awful. And unless you know what you're doing, it's a pain in the ass to draft there. I once had to walk the counselor through how to make a draft pick on MFL.com over the phone. So I would like to think that no matter what I've said, that the counselor views me as a friend, as someone who's helped him in his time of need when trying to draft a running back in the first round of the Scott fishbowl. I don't know if he'd appreciate you telling that story to the audience like this be <laughs> i know he's, he's like the first thing is like first you're gonna tell me how to make a fucking goddamn selection on this horrid site and the second <laughs> thing is you better never tell another soul about this conversation we had <laughs> but i mean I, I you gotta love the the access to gambling we have now where before you just got like your shitty towel your shitty talk radio guy you know your shitty espn commentator and now it's like, okay, let's bet on it. Let's put, let's play. Yeah. We could put, we can all, we can gamble a million different ways now. And if you can't win, you probably suck. You don't know what you're talking about. I, lo true. I love that. Um, Brian, one thing we need to do maybe on, I think it's time. It's been a while since you and I have, uh, done a draft. We did a draft, um, that what the week or that the NFL schedule came out. And when your app got the ban hammer, but I continue to get um, every single episode, multiple chat comments, multiple post-show comments, people wanting to know 
how do they get the overlay? How do they get the tool? Um, I think you and I uh, need to do another draft and maybe another reminder kind of walkthrough for people of how to set that up. Cause I continue to just get questions yeah. all the time. Yeah. Let's do it next week. And we should have DraftKings auto drafter live by then too. Nice. Yeah. And for those of you guys who play over DraftKings, the, the combo you can now get is Pat is doing um, DraftKings rankings over on his site. So the combo, if you get Pat's rankings, Brian's uh, auto drafter, you probably would be in pretty damn good shape over there. Yeah, you can upload his rankings right to the overlay if you want. Yep. Yeah. Um, there you go. All right. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that more um, in future weeks. Anything else on your radar here, Brian, before we power it nah. down? Nope. All right. Audio will be going up as usual on the Lulz podcast feed. Thank you guys for indulging our late start this week. Normally, we are broadcasting every Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern here on YouTube and Twitch. Although, Brian, did I see a, a comment on Twitter that something's going on with Twitch right now? I, there's some controversy they apologize for. I haven't looked into it. I could easily delete that channel. We'd barely get anyone watching anyways. First, second comment today was from Twitch, Brian. So oh, the, Twitch, okay. the Twitch crew is still hanging strong out there. All right. Well, if they want it, we'll keep going. Yeah, we're hoping for um, around here kind of a live PGA-esque merger between YouTube and Twitch to just really bring us all together. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.